I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Okay guys, welcome to ep- episode 2 of Heavy Metal Tones with you, your podcast host, Tony Evans. Uh, this is a program about music for music nerds, by music nerds, also to those that are just dabbling their toes into the waters of heavy rock, heavy metal and everything in between. Um, this is, uh, again, a bit of a ramble today. Um, I've got my tea, I've got my Eddie bobblehead, and I've got my studio recording nicely. Now, what I want to talk to you about today is the following on from the uh, the last episode, again, because it's going to be a Maiden month, uh, this talk, I'm going to talk about my favourite Maiden album, um, it's, it's, uh, and it's what it means to me, okay, so I think I talked about it slightly before, but I think definitely Peace of Mind uh, is my favourite, a lot of people, interestingly, again, they head for the classics, you know, Number of the Beast, Power Slave, uh, I really enjoyed Peace of Mind. I think I did talk about the last episode. Again, I have to go back and listen to it. I'm sort of doing these a bit apart because of a work commitments and um, lockdown stuff and house stuff I have to do around, around the house. Also, I have to do I like I do some work for um, Metal Ruse. I did mention those before. The guys at Metal Ruse, www.metalruse.com, for all your fantastic heavy metal interviews, reviews, and merch. It's a locally owned, Sydney-based um, company uh, website owned by Michael. He's an amazing uh, guy from Germany. He's living here now with his family, and he lo- lives, breathes, and loves his heavy metal. He basically got the magazine, online magazine, going to just sort of get the local community chatting, and so he didn't feel so alone. Um, and now it's a huge uh, project that was lots of volunteers on with reviewing. So if you're looking for some reviews, you want to do some reviews, contact me. I'll get you onto our list. Um, if you want to do some um, gig reviews, let us know as well. That's always good because you get a free ticket to a gig locally. Uh, that's always a bonus. But anyway, that aside, um, yes, I'm going to talk about peace of mind. Uh, why is it more important than all the others to me? I think it's the track listing, to be honest with you. I really do. I think that the mix 
is spot on. It runs in at a cracking 46 minutes, so it's not far too long to, to take up half your day. You know, you've got Where Eagles Dare, Revelations, Flight of Icarus. Now, I know Revelations, Steve Harris doesn't like it very much. I think it's a great live track. Die With Your Boots On, Sing Along, of course, The Trooper. Now, there's no, I have a big tattoo of Eddie Trooper on my back, so that shows you there. Still Life, Christopher Fire, Southern Steel, and of course, you know, the wonderful Tamer Land, um, based on Dune, the book by Herbert. Herbert. Um, and the interesting thing about that is that it sort of starts the epic end of albums that, that Maiden seemed to do uh, over their career, like the last track, you know, Alexander the Great, uh, To Tame a Land, Empire of the Clouds, tends to be, When the Wind Blows, things like that tend to be long epic songs at the end. They, uh, they're all big history buffs. They love, they're very intelligent men, and, and they have... Um, Lot. They enjoy reading and being interested in the world. So the, the music at, their album is, at the ends are usually great. You're also looking for the first time um, here uh, with uh, the new drummer. Um, and, you know, when Nico McBrain comes in, you've also got uh, just the engineering on it. It's, it. it's the sweet spot album. You know, the every part of it, Every aspect, you know, Bruce's vocals uh, are spot on. Uh, the catchy tunes are there. Um, obviously, it's it's not number of the beast, but then again, I think that's what makes it fun for me. Um, I particularly like uh, the. I think I think the standout out song. Of course, we're all going to say standout is going to be the Trooper, uh, or maybe even Where Eagles Dare. But I think the standout really is Die With Your Boots On. Um, every time they've played it live when I've seen them or I go for a, a sing-along track, I want a song that's going to bounce around a bit. Die With Your Boots On is is up there, isn't it? It's up there with the, with um, Prisoner and stuff. It's just, it has that, you know, great mix of rock and roll, heavy metal, heavy rock, a little bit of sort of punk in there, but I mean, you know, it's just a bit of everything. Uh, it is a golden sweet spot, I think, because it is it is that coming to the end of their Noobum sound, where they were outgrowing the, outgrowing the uh, movement which they sort of spearheaded. Um, you know, I mean, this, if you look at the great bands in history, um, and you think about you know, I mean, the great bands. I mean, I, I've got one in mind that's not going to... It sort of, unfortunately, weirdly, goes against that. But the great bands in history, they don't stay the same. They evolve with their ability to aid with more money, the freedom of choice when the albums... You know, the, the record labels ain't come with more, but, hey, do what you want. So, you know, I mean, luckily, you know, um, Maiden were on EMI, and they were very, very flexible with their, um, their, what they wanted from the band and the money they were giving them for their albums. So bands like the Beatles, think about the Beatles, you know, the greatest pop band ever. Uh, they start playing cover songs, being part of the, you know, the British invasion, not, you know, just doing all of the doo-woppy kind of stuff, you know, and um, scream and shout and stuff, just sort of that sort of music. And then 
towards the middle of their career and onwards, you know, to the end, they were doing stuff that was, you know, would would a teenager buy that now? Probably not, you know, I don't think. Um, but they were making this music that was for them more than anyone else. So that, that's what it should be about. I mean, you want to write music. Yes, uh, I would write. I write. I'd play music because I want to sell records. I want to be famous. I want to play live. I want people to adore me. Of course you do. It's a bit of narcissism in all of us. But at the same time, you want to write music that's important to you, that if you put it on, you go, I want to listen to that, or I've created that. And I think that's what Maiden did. That's what the Beatles have done or did. Um, you know, other great bands uh, in history that have done um, things like that, to be fair. I mean, there's, there's not many of them, but the ones that you remember, like I said, the Beatles, I think the Rolling Stones, you know, uh, and of, as of today, of recording Charlie Watts, R.R.P., he died uh, overnight. I did get the chance to meet him, uh, is another side story. Um, I didn't really meet him such. It was, I was at art college, and a friend of mine's band, um, his brother was in a band called Chumbawamba, if you ever remember them, and there was a tribute to the drummer from the Blockheads, Ian during the Blockheads, and it was in Kilburn, and... I said, come down, we're just raising money for uh, him. So we, I went to there. I had no money. I went and bought myself half a pint of bitter. And there was Charlie Watts at the other end of the bar. Everyone's around him. I didn't go near him. I just sat back, drank my drink. And honestly, I slank off. I slunk, snuck off after about half an hour, 40 minutes. It wasn't my music scene. Um, you got a picture of me. I had a Mohican. I had piercings. I was a punk, basically. And wasn't the sort of thing that Charlie Watts would want to talk to, so I sort of just slack away. Anyway, that's set aside. I think again, the Stones, another one that have moved on, uh, moved on and changed their sound. Genesis, you know, from those sort of 25-minute prog epics to three-minute pop songs from Duke onwards, you know, um, lots and lots. I couldn't name. I'm not going to The one that stands out that's different for me that was a moment in time that didn't change was the Pistols. I mean, the Sex Pistols wrote the greatest album ever made uh, in Nevermind the Bollocks sorry you can argue on me that one but I think that is the case and the only time they changed and moved forward was when they all left the band and created music that was different outside of the band uh, John Lydon being the most notable case of that particular um, scenario anyway back to where I was stop rambling um, peace of mind artwork Eddie in a padded cell Amazing. Eddie on stage with his brains are pulled out by Bruce Dickinson. Amazing. Um, you know, the catalogue of songs on it just move. They just, yeah. I mean, I'm not really giving it that much. <laughs> I think selling it as much as I'd like to sell it. But um, really, I would try and get. Listen, do me a favour, guys. Look, these days, when you go on to Spotify or, or Apple Music or wherever, you stream music, you tend to only ever get the remastered prints, which is great, but it's not what it was when someone bought it in 1980, when did it come out? 83. It's not, that's not the, you know, that's not the sound that the Steve and and all the guys made, even though they've re-engineered it to what they would listen to now, but they're re-engineering it for the modern equipment that we're playing on. I really think that Sometimes these re-engineered albums are great. I, I buy them because I love them, but I really want to listen to the original print. And I would, if you can, listen to an old copy of it. I think there isn't, you know, I'm not sure on Spotify. Let me just look. I don't think there is a 
the original version of it. I'm just flicking through now. Um, no, it looks like it's just the just the re-engineered one. So grab hold of the if you can on vinyl or cassette or a CD, the previous one. Listen to the difference. It's slightly flatter. It's slightly less drum mix. The mix is drums out slightly, and it it pans ever just slightly differently. Um, and I think that's where we should start. I think as music nerds, uh, we really should look at um, listening to music that's, I don't know, that, 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 that I've got a friends of mine who have, you know, $20,000 record debt setups, you know, and I keep saying to them, most of the albums that I own, or the music I listen to, to be honestly truthful, was either recorded and manufactured on a, you know, on a, a Neve desk, or mixed on a Neve desk, um, eight, sixteen track, twenty-four track uh, tape, and it's not digitally clicked and cleaned and preened and pushed. And so, why do I need a system to play that kind of music? I don't. I've got. If I want that, I'll put my CD player on. Um, and that's what I'm saying with the music. So go grab an older copy, listen to it. Uh, I mean, it's digital. Digital cleaning is great for heritage and music. So like Robert Johnson tracks, you know, or uh, any of the early blues or bluegrass blues musicians, um, early rock and roll, when it was not cleanly recorded, so you want to clean it up to hear it. And that's brilliant. But it's like polishing an old coin. Why would you do it? You know, there is such thing as patina. If you know what patina is, it means a pattern on things. So aging of pattern. So plates and, and jewellery and silverware and gold has things called patina, the aging of time. And I think that if we remove those aging of time from the product, we strip it back. It's beauty. It really is. I mean, cleaning a, pa cleaning a painting back so you can see the colours is different because it's a painting. And you want the, and to appreciate it, you need to see what the colour artist put down. But the same could be said about music, but I also think that it can take away some of its soul. Anyway, so get an original copy, listen to it. Vinyl, even better. You know, side one. Turn over side two, enjoy the artwork. Um, I mean, what what we all need to do there is just uh, don't listen to it as single numbers. Listen to it as a whole album. Go into it and and just think, you know the majesty of where Eagle stares. That that opening drum, you know, that's just that. It's just that. It just grabs you. It says we are the best band in the world. And we are making amazing music, you know. Then you have, again you go to Revelations, you know, da 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 da, boom, just you know, oh, oh, Fly Vicarious. I mean, every time I listen to that song, and I don't, I'm not a biblical person. I'm not in. I'm not very good at the at the um, some of the ancient histories. But I listen to that, and I am all drawn to the story straight away. You know, I really am. You know. Die With Your Boots, and I've said that before, catchy, brilliant. I reckon that's probably one of their best um, tracks to be released as a single. Um, and then, of course, you've got The Trooper, which you can't, come on. You think I'm Maiden, you think Number of the Beast, you think Trooper. You think, Can I Play With Madness? You know, you, 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 they're the singles that you go, wow, this is great. And then it ends, it goes out to Quest of Fire. What a, I mean, I'm old enough to have seen that movie, Quest of Fire, when it came out, the... Uh, movie about caveman finding fire. Took my brother took me to see it. I didn't even connect Quest of Fire with the movie straight away. 
I'm not even sure if they came out around the same time. I couldn't tell you. I have to do more research into that. Of course, the sun and steel was flashy and fun, and entertainment land. You know, I mean, I saw Dune, the original movie, um, on Boxing Day when it came out uh, at Leicester Square. My brother and I would go to a movie every, you know, every Boxing Day, and that was our choice that year. And ah, oh, just you know, for probably a, a twelve-year-old, it was quite quite a, bolt, a gutsy choice. I mean, could have gone and seen, you know, a Disney movie or one of the big blockbusters, but we went and saw that, and it was just brilliant. I bought all the toys that came out alongside with it. I had a big sandworm. Um, toy, I had all the Armatrades action figures. Yeah, just brilliant. Um, and, of course, then you connect that song with that, and that's how the wonderfulness of Maiden does that. Anyway, that's enough about that for now. I'll see you on the other side very soon. Looking for somewhere to go for some food, want some good music, want a cold beer? Well, the place for me is the basement, 2 Cohen Street, Belconnen. So if you're in the capital and you want some food and drink, that's the place to go. Chompies, what a burger What a burger joint that is. Hot and spicy, sweet and sour, vegetarian, vegan and meat eaters. It's got it all covered. The basement, one of the best band places you'll ever see in the world. I reckon personally, great stage, great sound, great people. Great bar, great atmosphere. If you're looking for a beer, you want a burger, and you want some music, as I said before, the basement, 2 Cohen Street, Belconnen, the ACT. See you there. Welcome back, guys, to Heavy Metal Tones, with me, your podcast host, Tony Evans. Today, this next section, I'm going to be doing as we did last time. I'm going to, I've actually decided to call it Tones, Tall T-Shirt Tales. There's a bit of alliteration for you. Don't say that fast while you're swimming. Anyway, uh, today's T-shirt uh, was has, has a high sentimental value for me. Um, my daughter's boyfriend, Will, uh, lovely man, likes his heavy metal as well, good on him. Um, they both bought me for Christmas about, oh, it must be about four years, five years ago, four years ago now. I hadn't seen Venom live, um, and they've been a very important part of my my musical journey uh, still are I think probably my favourite heavy metal band alongside with Maiden and uh, we were going to see them at the basement it was the first time that they were going to play ever in Australia and it was at the basement and it was the first gig in the country what a what a coup for Little Canberra anyway I don't have a shirt and I said what I'm going to you know what I'm going to do what I'm gonna... The, the gig was sort of in February and my Christmas morning, I'm opening my presents, and honestly, you could, I think I was going to cry. I, I pulled open this my present from the two of them, and there in front of me was a Venom t-shirt with a picture, if you, again, if you haven't seen the cover, it's uh, In League With Satan, and Live Like An Angel on the front, so it's the artwork from um, the first album, uh, and uh, and on the back... You've got all the lyrics to In League With Satan. Uh, again, it was just one of those moments where someone who knew me genuinely got me something um, surprising and something that I would use. I was so, so happy. And to wear it with see Venom, that, that gig, um, was something special. I mean, it was the original lineup, all but Kronos, so it had uh, Tony uh, Doolin, or Demolition Man, who's a 
really nice guy. I chat to him a lot. Um, he's uh, he's he's at that second phase of Ven uh, of Venom before Kronos came back. Um, it was when they made Venom Inc. So it wasn't Venom Venom. It was Venom Inc., which is still Venom. If you've got Abaddon on drums, Mantis on guitar, and Tony on bass and vocals, really, it is still Venom. Um, and it was blistering, you know, all of my favourite numbers, and some, the whole of their, almost the whole of their new album, Ave, uh, at that time, which was released, which is brilliant. I got to lean over the barrier and strum Mantis' guitar. I mean, gosh, I... I felt like an 11-year-old again. It was just wonderful. I took Will to see them. Um, I think it blew his mind a bit as well. It was only a small crowd. It was probably about I don't know, 200, 250 people, if that. Which is criminal, um, guys. It, if, if there was ever a law against it, that should be a law against that. It was absolutely criminal um, not to have a bigger audience. But, you know, it's Canberra. It was a... It was a Wednesday night. It was midweek, I think. You know, if I can remember. I have to look back at the T-shirt now. Uh, but, yeah. And so, you know, it felt like a personal little gig for me. Regret, I didn't do a backstage pass. I'm doing it this time. Um, it's been delayed several times now, this next gig that's coming up. It's meant to be in um, October with all the lockdowns and shit that's going on. This may not happen. Anyway, that, that aside, um, looking forward to catch up with the guys having a beer with them but the shirt so it you know if you've ever wanted to see something that that is purely i, I mean i think that venom are the i mean they are the, they invented black metal they write the best black metal it's a glorious hellish mix of raucous um punk rock style thrashy heavy metal with that street sound they always said they weren't part of the nawab you know, new wave of British heavy metal movement. I sort of don't agree with them. I think they were and they weren't. Uh, if you're on Neat Records, which they were, you're a part of the new album movement. I mean, the great bands on Neat, Raven and and um, so on. Uh, one another one of them. You know, this Newcastle-based record label that just produced. You know, and Bronze as well. They were on Bronze for a while. It's another classic album uh, label that produced some. Great stuff, and then the Dan draw on the bronze for a little while. Uh, just yeah, brilliant. Anyway, so on the front you've got the circle and the pentagram with the devil, venom in its classic right uh, logo at the top, and then in league with Satan on one side, and then live like an angel, which was Mantis' first sing song he wrote for the band. Um, this is one of your favourite songs to play live. Um, you know. A great moments. So I remember the, the gig finished and Abaddon, um, who they don't really talk to a lot because there's some issues, you know, within the music industry. You know, it's like um, not everyone gets on. And he walked to the front and he just opened up his bottle of Jack Daniels and he just poured it into our mouths all over <laughs> the front of the stage. Oh, wow, you know, um, great, great moments. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's my T-shirt for uh, for this week for. Tones Tall T-Shirt Tales. Again, say that fast if you can. Don't say it in public. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's enough for today. Uh, slightly shorter episode because I rambled a bit at the front about the uh, never mind, um, peace of mind. Uh, but 
again, just trying to get my head around timings and, and lengths of things. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Um, I haven't really planned them. I'm just sort of going as I go. I will, you know, hopefully be more structured later on the episodes. But hey, the way I rock and roll is the way I rock and roll. I don't really enjoy having to write it all down and read it verbatim. It's not... When you write music and you, and you write an album, you jam it first, don't you? This is just my my jam, really. Um, again, if you've got anything you'd like me to do, once this is up and running, give me a send me a message. Uh, I have my Facebook page, which is Norbum and All Things Heavy Metal, um, and All Things Metal, sorry. Or you can get me uh, once I've got my Instagram and um, and things like that. Twitter, maybe I don't know. Not because of Twitter, but I'll give it a go. Anyway, uh, your job, your homework before the next episode is to go and listen to Peace of Mind, non-remastered, then the remaster, see the difference, and let me know how you feel about it. I'm sure all of you out there have got some love for it. And there may be some people who are new to Maiden um, who aren't sure, you know. Uh, if you're going to look for one and you're not sure about, to jump in first with Bruce. Um, this is probably the one to do it for me. And then I go backwards to to a number of the beasts, but hey, you know, uh, nothing could beat the, the wonderful swing drums and stylings of Clive Burr. Rest in peace, Clive. I'm sure you're up there playing drums with all the rest of them now. I'm actually sure that Phil Linnett is on bass, um, Clive Burr is on drums, and a host of vocalists. I mean, who, is, who, who would you pick? That's an interesting one for you. Who would you pick as your afterlife band? Yeah, who would it be? Uh, it's an interesting one, isn't it? I don't know who I'd pick. Um, too many, to be honest with you. I know that drums would be Clive Burr. Guitar would be... Well, first guitar would be Gary Moore. I think second guitar would be... And it's going to throw you out here, but um, Greg Lake from Emerson, Lake and Palmer. Bass would be... would only Well, I'd probably have two basses, actually. I'd probably have John Entwistle and... Um, Chris Squire and vocals oh, yeah it's a really tough one because all my favourite vocalists are still alive to be to be honest with you um, so it'd probably be an instrumental band <laughs> I'm sure there's one that's moved on that I can't think of um, oh yes no um, Joe Strummer I'd have Joe Strummer on vocals of course I would what an idiot yeah that's all I'd have uh, anyway, that's me. So I'd love to hear what your afterlife band lineup would be, and if you have a band name, who knows? It's, it'd be interesting. Probably Phil Linnett could play, could sing as well. Thinking of his, to get Phil Linnett on third base. You could tell I'm a bass player on third base and on second vocals. There you go. Anyway, see you on the other side, guys. Keep rock and rolling. Keep safe.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.